Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problem Broadcasting Network. I'm your co-host, Keith Ree Cleveland. And I'm your host, Victoria Routine. How's it going for you, Victoria? You've had a good week out there? I mean, you've been doing some pretty cool eventful things. Uh, yeah. I mean, I am tired. I went to the Ohio Run Fest yesterday. I've been super excited to go. I went pretty frequently when I was younger. Um... When I was living in Florida, I went almost almost annually, and I've gone to a couple of other ones here and there, and I just hadn't been able to go in about, oh, probably eight years. And so when I saw that the Ohio Ren Fest is only about an hour away from where I'm at now, and that it was going to be during spooky season... I was very excited and very happy that I got to go, and I got to go with my partner who had never been to a run fair before, and so we got to do all of the the things that are like quintessential run fair things, so uh, it was great. It was a little bit rainy, um, but that meant that the crowds were not quite as big, so that actually turned out pretty well, uh, and yeah, I had a lot of fun, so, and now... I'm preparing for NaNoWriMo events, so that's exciting. How about you? What are you up to? Nothing nearly that exciting (laughs) by any means. Like, the closest I've come to a Ren Faire in my life is playing Baldur's Gate 3, which I've been doing Mm. plenty of these past couple of weeks. I'm deep in Act 3 right now. Probably close to the end, I would say. So I'm at that point where, like, I'm sparsing out how often I play because I don't want that first Mm -hmm. playthrough to really be over. Because, yes, I will continue to play the game and other saves, but nothing beats that first Mm -hmm. one. Things didn't be good on my end. I do plan to go to a Ren Faire one day. Oh, next year. No, it's... Uh, I didn't realize that. And we actually <laughs> saw several people yesterday that we were like, oh, they're just like O's. Like, yeah, no, next year. Oh, it's wow. happening. It is happening for sure. Okay, I'm excited. That's got me even more interested now. <laughs> But as far as how things are going on this past week or so, this has been one of those interesting weeks, folks, where either like a bunch of small things in news happened or on top of one really big thing. But one really big thing, at least my personal opinion, would be Spider-Man mm-hmm. 2 being released on PS5. Mm-hmm. Now, I have not played that myself yet because, as I've said, all my time's been going to Baldur's Gate and a couple other games I have in rotation. I'm saving that for like December <laughs> when I take like time off from work uh-huh. and I can just like lock myself in a room and sit on my couch for like days on end. But that's something that took up a lot of time but i say all that to say that we're doing things a little differently today you know we got a handful of topics going to touch on here and there so just sit down buckle in and get ready for a good show i agree usually there's something or a few things i should say that stick out that are like we got to do a whole section on this and while keith and i very much could talk about anything for a long time there wasn't a lot this week that kind of stood out Uh, So our first section is actually a bundle. It's something that we've talked about before, uh, the concept anyway, but as most things that I don't understand, it has come back. And that is more live action things. (laughs) 
So. I mean, how did, did it really go anywhere? Or did it just like take a breather because of strikes? Yeah. And now it's like back in full force. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I always think that there is a little bit of a dip when something goes really badly. So I feel like after the first Avatar The Last Airbender, we took a break for a while. Um, and then Disney's always doing things, but it just kind of depends on how they're received. And like, like I feel like they put a lot into The Lion King and that did not go how they necessarily <laughs> expected it. Anyway, okay, before we get too far into it, I want to lay out what we've got on the slate this week, and then we can go into our thoughts. So, uh, we've talked about before that Avatar The Last Airbender is getting a series on Netflix, and they had released a lot of the cast and a lot of those choices seemed really good but it was still like mm, right Netflix live action and when we originally heard about this it was after Cowboy Bebop which again not great now we have One Piece which does give us different context um, the update for Avatar The Last Airbender is that we got the first, or the first that I've seen really, and no, I guess we had a couple before, but we got more. We got Fire Nation pictures. We got Fire Nation pictures from the set, and they look pretty amazing. The other things that we have are gargoyles. I feel like you were a gargoyles kid. Were you a gargoyles kid, Keith? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, so, Gargoyles, for better or for worse, which again we can discuss, Gary Doberman and James Wan's Atomic Monster, I keep wanting to call it a label, but that's music, company? <laughs> Production company? Yeah. We'll go with that. They're going to try and do a live action Gargoyle for Disney Plus, because of course they are. And other things that Disney is choosing to do for some reason. The first three, I understand. Kind of, because they've been doing all of the princesses live action, right? So we got Beauty and the Beast, we got Aladdin, we got a bunch of different princesses live action. So added to that slate are Frozen, The Princess and the Frog, and Tangled. We're also getting Tarzan, um, and I'm not sure why. I have, I have a guess, but I'm not sure. So anyway, this is the slate. I have laid it out. How do you feel, Keith? <sighs> so a lot of mixed thoughts here on everything across the board. <laughs> I would say with Avatar The Last Airbender, like with this show, everything we've seen so far is promising. And now that we have seen that like live action anime or anime adjacent adaptations can work, it's like, all right, you know what? I'm going like, not even cause to be optimistic, genuinely optimistic about this. With Gargoyles, I personally really wish they would have just done another animated series for this one yes because i feel like to do a live action version of this well you have to do so much work then mm -hmm. I, I imagine spend so much money that i don't know if it's going to get because it's kind of essentially a nostalgia play at this point yeah. right and like those are kind of like 
they can be diminishing returns after a certain degree. So like going animated, I think would have been a no brainer in this whole situation, given the medium that it was on, it would be quote unquote cheaper to make for sure. And also I think one of the best things about the original animated show Gargoyles is that the voice cast on that show was incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had people on there like Keith David, we had people like Ed Asner, and there's a bunch of other people on there as well that I'm sure if you look at their IMDb pages, you'll realize that they've done any and everything as far as the industry goes and stuff. So I think this could have been an opportunity to bring some of those people back every now and then, but mostly to give new people an opportunity to like attach to a whole generation the way the first show did with us. But then again, we'll wait until we start seeing some mm-hmm. first images and everything. Because, I mean, I'm not going to complain about getting to see Goliath <laughs> fly across New York City and, like, fight people and turn to stone. That's going to be great no matter what. Um, as far as the um, Disney live-action adaptations, like, they keep doing this. And I feel like financially it makes sense. But reputationally... And content-wise, it doesn't. Because, like, these live-action adaptations have worked far less than they haven't. Mm -hmm. Like, I would say the best one I can think of right now is Jungle Book. And even with that being the case, I haven't gone back to rewatch that. I just went back and watched The Little Mermaid for the first time a month or so ago. And I will say, there definitely were moments of that that, like, I loved. And it made me all kind of nostalgic and happy and stuff. But there were also moments and decisions that were like, man, like, I didn't like that Sebastian looked like an actual crab. Mm -hmm. But I understand you kind of have to make that happen here Mm -hmm. because this is a live action adaptation. You have to get somewhat realism involved there. But, like, stuff like that, right? It just kept Mm -hmm. throwing me off to see, like, a normal crab just, like, walking around with a mouth and flounder just being a fish that was just like talking and it, it was a lot but like so when it comes to all these adaptations like frozen that's just they've been sitting on that one mm-hmm. you know they have. Oh, yeah. it's gonna make all the money in the world just because anything frozen related as an ip just makes all the money in the world um princess and the frog this could have potential if they do it right because i'm just thinking the casting could be incredible there tangled just don't bring zachary levi back <laughs> just his up mm-hmm I think he's at the point now where he started to damage his reputation with mm-hmm. like deep hardcore fans. But I feel like if you put him in a live action tangled, that's only going to put him in a magnifying glass and it would not go well. And lastly, Tarzan, I will say, as a child who did not know any better, I loved Tarzan the movie, mm-hmm. the animated one that was for Disney and stuff. Like, I used to sing all the songs. I used to run up and down the hallways and jump on my grandmother's couch, imagining like I was Tarzan, like sliding down tree branches and everything. But, like, there's a lot of interesting choices made in that property as a whole. So, mm-hmm. they're going back to that one. So, we'll see how it goes. So, generally, it's this mixed bag of emotion on my end. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start there and go backwards. <sighs> Tarzan. I think that Tarzan is quintessentially Disney, honestly, uh, in that we're going to take this very racist source material, um, which most people have never read Edgar Rice Burroughs, and they don't know that that both... um, Oh, what is it? So Tarzan and the Princess of Mars series are both his. Both racist. Written at the turn of the century. Like... I think in like 1910s or something like that. Like you, you can say what you want about it. It, it the, the outcome is is racist, and and so we take this racist source material and we're like, right, but with a few tweaks, we can make this a good story. My 
question always is like why there are already good stories that aren't racist like there's good source material that isn't racist we don't have to do that but i also think that tarzan is one of those that falls into the disney trap of music disney's music is amazing it is almost always amazing when a disney when an animated disney film does poorly oftentimes it is because the songs are not great right and so those songs i think i've seen frozen once i could sing almost all of the songs from frozen right because when frozen came out i was a nanny and i listened to that cd so many times right <laughs> no and i think that's a thing that a lot of parents can can relate to whether you're actually watching the movie or just playing the songs right like the songs are the thing and i think that that lulls disney into a thing of like well then we can just turn it into live action and it'll be fine because look at how much money this made and and those aren't 100% like that that's not a one to one right uh you do lose something in the animation i think of all of these tangled probably has the best chance because there's the least amount of animals and in that sebastian being a real crab thing like the animals like how do you create a disney movie right like in order to be a disney princess you have to be able to talk to an animal and you have to have an animal sidekick right like that is you have to do it and so i think tangled has the best chance in that way i also don't think i would have done the princess and the frog like it was it was great to have a black princess but what we have said from jump is that she spends most of the movie as a frog and that's a little problematic especially when we consider the trend of black characters who spend most of the movie as something else and i think revisiting that unless they're going to change it which it's disney so probably not just it you could have just left it alone you could have just left it alone we'll see what happens they're going to do it they have all the money in the world so of course they're going to do it and maybe maybe we'll get some good stuff out of it gargoyles i loved me some gargoyles here is my question for you keith Goliath Black? Always. Yes. Okay. So this, I think, is another one of the problems with adapting this particular thing. I think it does not matter who they cast. They are going to get massive amounts of backlash because Goliath was a hero's hero. Right? And so everybody saw Goliath as themselves. And like when you're kids you don't think about voice actors necessarily right so like that doesn't matter to children and i think they are going to get epic amounts of backlash um apparently at one point like long time ago cuz they've been talking about doing a gargoyles movie for forever and apparently at one point they were talking about rewriting goliath as a gaelic warrior which like cool Again, you are making a choice that is going to cause controversy that I don't think you're prepared for because this thing is just not necessary. I agree with you. They should have done 
a new season of animated and that would be way better um i think avatar the last airbender look picks look great <laughs> that's what i'll end on i'll end on that happy <laughs> note uh i think the pictures look great <sighs> i don't know if i'm ready to be full-blown optimistic with you keith um because right now one piece is a fluke not <laughs> the trend but i'm definitely closer too actually optimistic than I usually am. You know, I can only respect that because we've been burned far too many times. (laughs) But that's really all I have to say about that. With that, we can take a break and come back with a new twist on things. How's that sound? Sounds good. And we're back. As I said at the top of the break, we're going to do things slightly differently here than we normally do. Normally, we go ahead and give you a couple segments, then go ahead on to our patent and non-patent lightning round. But as I said at the top of the show, this week, things were a bit wonky and weird. And so, this week, we're actually each... Victoria and I getting our own lightning round and we're going to go a little bit more in depth than we normally do just to make sure we get touching everything we possibly can. The first thing I have is that we got news from Ryan Johnson that Knives Out 3 is coming along. Honestly, I think that's wonderful because Knives Out, if they can hit the third movie and keep the same kind of tone trajectory they have for the first one and the second one, could go down as like an amazing top level trilogy because the first two films already are just like fantastic and I love them. So please give me more of that when it comes to the cast, letting Daniel Craig be silly and goofy as he clearly wanted to do for so long, like the cool little mysteries and twists and stuff. I'm a sucker for that stuff. Um, next up, um, we're getting a new movie this Thanksgiving that you may have seen trailers for, starring Joaquin Phoenix about an iconic figure in history. And I'm saying that like as objectively as possible, like that can mean a lot of things. A film about Napoleon Bonaparte, the former dictator of France who basically went to war with the rest of Europe like four different times. And lastly, this is a cool little nugget that I like. Coach Mike Krzyzewski, officially known as Coach K of Duke men's basketball for, what, like 30 years maybe at this point? He recently retired a couple years ago. And he's in entertainment news, though, because he sent a signed copy of his book, Leading with the Heart from 2000, to leading actress of The Bear, Iowa Debery, because her character in the show, Sydney, used that same book as a source of leadership inspiration when it came to her coming to the restaurant and being given a leadership role. So that'll be interesting because he's trying to get a cameo on the show. Victoria, before we hop over to yours, you got any comments on these or anything that stands out that needs to be said? I need to actually watch Knives Out. I've heard nothing but good things about the first two. So maybe those will be my kind of holiday season bingey things uh, when I have time. I'm actually taking time off work this year. Crazy. I know. Uh, Napoleon, there are countries continents and whole hemispheres outside of western europe just just gonna just gonna put that out there um (laughs) and as far as the bear uh chef's table that's my guess as to how they give coach k a cameo okay they maybe not season three because i feel like that's been written for a while but maybe like season four I think it fits with how the show is going that there would be a chef's table. And so I think that would be a way that you could 
do like a, a pretty, pretty easy cameo. So we'll see. Okay, those are my thoughts. My three things for lightning round. Uh, I'm going to go in chronological order just because that makes sense to me. Apple TV has made yet another thing that I want to watch. The problem is it's only ever like one thing every four or five months. <laughs> Maybe there's enough now. I need to get out my list again. Mikkel was going to help me make a list so that I can do like a free trial when I'm off work and just binge the like five things that I actually want to watch on Apple TV. But added to that list will be curses. So it is a DreamWork production, uh, family animation about this family. Their dad is kind of sort of goes missing while working and they realize that there's a curse on their family. And so the mom and the two kids have to break this curse. It feels very kind of like Indiana Jones, the Goonies, that type of thing. Uh, and it looks really sweet. So that comes out on October 27th on Apple TV. I may or may not watch it, but if you have Apple TV already, definitely check it out. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. I'm not sure why Halloween was picked for this, but I, I'm okay with it. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse drops on Netflix for Halloween. So if you were not able to see that in theaters, that sucks. I'm sorry for you. But also, <laughs> it's going to be on Netflix for Halloween. So that's cool. And then Ink Master 15. Again, I did this chronologically. So part of me is like, ah, you should have ended on Spider-Verse. But that's okay. Ink Master 15. I generally like Ink Master um, if you're a reality TV show person, maybe that's a thing for you. The, it's, it's the same reality TV show competition formula, except they do tattoos, which like maybe isn't the best thing to do on a deadline and under <laughs> pressure and in front of cameras. It's fine. The reason why I'm talking to you about this particular season is because Aaron Davis Holloway is going to be one of the artists and he specializes in Afro-Americana. I've followed him on Instagram for quite a while. It's, we talk about representation a lot and there are different levels of representation. And so this isn't just like, oh, there's a black tattoo artist on Ink Master We've had that before, and we've had some really amazing black tattoo artists. Um, we've had some folks who have won, right? The tattoo style is representative, and I know that that sounds weird. And again, we've had there have been artists before who are like, I incorporate kind of African themes throughout, and really what that means is that they like. Like, they do women's faces with afros that turn into things, which is cool, but, like, a very specific thing. Afro-Americana is traditional. So, like, the style of tattooing that is the traditional style. So, if you think kind of, like, uh, ships, anchors, roses, knives, skulls, snakes, that kind of really bold, we only have about five colors style of tattooing. It's that, 
but with African American iconography. Um, and it is absolutely amazing if you if you are like I like art, but I don't really care about tattoos. I would definitely look Aaron Davis Holloway up on Instagram and follow him. It's great. If you're like mm, I kind of care about tattoos, or I just generally care about chaos, then Ink Master 15 comes out on Paramount Plus on November 1st. With that. If you want more from the Black Nerd Problems News Network, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. That was This Week in Nerd News. Tune in next week for more pop culture updates. I'm your host, Victoria Vertine. And I'm your host, Keith Reed Cleveland. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have a good one, folks.